existence personified And I will drag you down and sell you out Run away I'm The Philadelphia Flyers have opened up a rage room That's right, a rage room at their home rink Wells Fargo Center It's where fans can take out their frustrations by Grabbing a sledgehammer or a baseball bat and you can break a TV, dishes, bottles, etc. It's designed to resemble the Flyers' method of goon hockey uh, back when they won Stanley Cups in the 70s. And since the Flyers last won the Stanley Cup in 1975, and since they're not very good now, that better be a big rage room. Lots of plates, lots of bottles, because if there's ever been a city with mental issues, it's Philadelphia. Hey, can you go in the rage room and smash in the head of that stupid mascot, Gritty? Is that an option? Because that would make me feel better. Yo, Flyers, the rage room is a good idea. And you still don't have a playoff team. That's a good idea, too. So guess what? You just made the list! Although the Flyers are 2-0, and so are the New York Rangers. That's okay, give it time. I do like the rage room. 45 years without a championship. That's a lot of rage. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. And it would be great if you did call, because this doing the show on the phone is for the birds. If you're just tuning in, some Steelers developments... Artie Burns says he's going to start on Sunday at L.A. at quarterback. It looks like Steven Nelson has an injury. He's been a limited participant in practice. I don't know how bad that injury could be to get Artie Burns back in the starting lineup, whether Nelson had a hand amputated, got a hook in its place, or whether he lost a leg to shrapnel and nam. I, I just can't believe that Artie Burns has to play. Mark Barron's out, too. That was just announced a moment ago. So the Steelers have had a good defense all year. And uh, I'm not saying Nelson and Barron are two of the most important components of that D. But Nelson's been real good all year. He's outperformed Joe Hayden at the other corner. And Barron has played better lately, perhaps because he's been getting used to the uh, Steelers' uh, style of playing on defense, the uh, format applied. So those are two pretty big losses. And I just don't think the Steelers have any chance, no chance, none whatsoever, to win this game. You got Duck at quarterback against Phillip Rivers. I know the Chargers are banged up too, but uh, this seems to me to be on paper just a grotesque mismatch. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I watched the final game of that ALDS yesterday, Garrett Cole. Pitched uh, great. Eight innings, two hits, one earned run, ten strikeouts. Finally, long after having left Pittsburgh, Garrett Cole is an ace. Finally. Tyler Glass now got his ass kicked in the first inning. He fretted afterwards that he was tipping pitches. Uh, Maybe he was just pitching to contact. Old habits die hard. So Houston beats Tampa and moves on to the uh, ALCS. You know, the issue 
isn't as much that the Pirates got rid of those guys. It's what they became upon leaving the Pirates. Also last night, I watched the Patriots win on Thursday night football. They beat the New York football Giants. The Patriots have a great defense now. Maybe that defense will extend their dynasty by another 10 years. That's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? Let's go to Matthew. Matthew, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Uh, it's good to get the chance to talk to you. Uh, thanks for doing the show over the phone because it seems like it totally sucks. So thank you for that. Uh, well, secondly, it, it sounds okay, right? On the radio, not quite. On the phone, it sounds good, though. Yeah, you should have just said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you if you think that this year um, they should probably uh, be more uh, have load management for Sydney because he was brilliant last night, but I just worry about like you know overusing him and stuff like that. Do you, what do you what do you see as far as like how they're gonna like maybe have a game off here and there and stuff like that later down the line? No, Sid will never take a game off if he's healthy enough to play. You know better than that. Uh, True. Well, I don't know. I think that's a work in progress to be determined because right now with the injuries, you need to win games. I would practice some limited form of load management, but uh, it's tough. It's tough to do. It's tough to convince him to do it. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, a single-minded guy if I've ever seen one. Um, I just, uh, you know, if they can keep him healthy until Malkin gets back, I still think this team can go out and win the Cup. Um, just with the core. Well, let's let's uh, let's uh, walk before uh, we run. But uh, I don't think Sidney Crosby will let it not make the playoffs. I feel very comfortable in saying that. Oh, good stuff. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. Very impressive game by Sidney Crosby last night. Very impressive first uh, regular shift for John Marino on defense. Good game by Matt Murray and goal. Good structural game by the Penguins. And uh, I don't get to say that very often. But uh, they, they I don't want to say they dumbed down their game, but they accepted certain realities and uh, got back and played defense and didn't concede odd man breaks. Ironically, one they did concede was because Marino made a mistake. Let's go to Andy in North Carolina. Andy, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mark. What up? Who's a better hockey player, Cahoon or Mahone or Simone? Well, when you rhyme it like that, it's tough to tell. Uh, I think Cahoon's a better hockey player, but Simone has the analytics. Yeah, but what, what's Simone doing on the first line then? Well, they think he can play there with Sid, and Sid loves him. Sid thinks he's a great player. That locker room waxes poetic about how good Simone is, but they leave the part out about one goal in 39 games. I don't get it. I don't either, and he doesn't get goals. Up next, you knew it had to come. This NBA China stuff, it's nuts. And it's revealing that for a lot of NBA people, players, coaches, management, the commissioner, they say they're woke, they posture as being woke, but they're whores. They want money. 105.9 x 40%. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double whammy, what's up? In and out like the psychotic version of the hokey pokey. Ah! Mark, you are super genius. I know. The X at 105.9. Live from Las Vegas, Double M. On the phone, can't you tell, but we're doing our best. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. I'm going to see UFO tonight in Las Vegas. Their tour started Wednesday. My guest at the bottom of the hour will be drummer Andy Parker from UFO. Uh, UFO at Jurgles in Warrendale on the last Tuesday of this month. Uh, Steve Kerr, the Golden State coach in the NBA, he was trying to dance his way around commenting on the NBA's PR problem in China, and he compared American mass shootings to the oppressive communist dictatorship in China. Yo, Coach, when lack of gun control in the U.S. translates to 60 million people killed, then compare that to the Chinese government, because that's how many people the Chinese communist regime has killed. That dates back to Mao. It's going on now. It's been going on for decades. What an absurd statement. The NBA went to China to get dollars, but it's going to end up costing the NBA in terms of perception, and that's good. The NBA made a bigger fuss over bathrooms for trans people in North Carolina than they are about a murderous dictatorial regime in China. Again, it's all about the money. Uh, the NBA and the trans bathroom thing, I got that. I supported it. But the NBA shouldn't be in China. WB shouldn't be in Saudi Arabia. Nobody in America, no company should be doing business with murderous government regimes. The NBA, its coaches, its owners, its players, the commissioner, the media types who support it, they think they're woke. Yeah, right. You're woke as a joke. You're about the money. The NBA players won't go to the White House because they're woke, but they will go to China where they kill people because of money. They're whores. They're absolutely whores. Say what you will about Trump. Trump never killed nobody, not like the government does in China and does every day. This is real bad for the media dudes who love the NBA. It shows the NBA is just as greedy as the NFL. It shows the NBA ain't so woke. And this trickles down to the players. The players are no better. Like a dozen NBA players have shoe deals with Chinese company, including Clay Thompson. So I guess he ain't so woke. Hey, is there a Chinese football league? Maybe Colin Kaepernick can get a job playing over there. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. There is no way, and the rock means no way, the Steelers can beat L.A. No way. Not with Duck, not with the injuries, not against Bill Rivers, not flying out to the West Coast, not one and four. No way. No friggin' way. No way possible. Absolutely not. You can be a fanboy. I'll be a realist. Sunday night, one of us will be right, and it won't be you. And if it is, and they do pull the upset, so what? 
They'll be two and four. They'll still be dead in the water. Duck, dead in the water. See what I did there? Yuck, yuck, or quack, quack, depending on what you prefer. Last week, all week, you heard me say this. I tried to talk myself into believing they could beat Baltimore. All it made me was a moron, a Baltimore moron. Get it? No way they beat L.A. Not a single chance. This dates back to when Ben got hurt. No Ben, no chance. Now, maybe the Steelers will find a creative way to lose the game, like uh, Juju or Connor fumbling away a victory. Actually, that wouldn't be creative. They, they do that all the time. And I think the defense can contain Rivers and Melvin Gordon and so forth, but there's no way you win a game when the quarterback matchup is some guy named Duck from Samford against the Hall of Famer and Phillip Rivers. By the way, Duck was on the radio uh, the other night, and he said, somebody said that if he wins the game, it could be made to a movie. He said, start writing the script. It's going to happen. Bro, you'd have been better off making Duck calls. That's just a dumb thing to say. Although, when you're some jabroni from Samford, no matter what you say, it won't bite you in the ass because you're, all, you're just a jabroni from Samford, and that's probably bite enough. Duck, you know, I wish him well. I'm making fun of him because he's a jabroni from Samford, but you know what? He needs to make the most of this start because Rudolph was practicing. If he can play the next week, because there's a bye week in there, if he can play against Miami, he's going to play. This could be Duck's only NFL start ever, so my advice to him is to make the most of it. 412. Three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. I thought all the woke people would call saying, nah, the NBA's woke. They're not woke. Look into your own life. You're probably not woke either. You're probably woke when it's convenient. I find that woke is an attitude of convenience more than any attitude I've experienced in my life. Uh, we're getting some cross uh, information regarding Eddie Van Halen, the great guitar player, from Van Halen, David Lee Roth has intimated Eddie's very sick, and that's why David Lee Roth is doing a solo Vegas residency in the spring. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli, Eddie's ex-wife, allegedly went to visit him to just uh, see how he was and if she could do anything for him. That indicates she thinks he's pretty sick, because how often do ex-wives visit, uh, ex-wives visit ex-husbands? Eddie tweeted something today about some band that did the cover of Running With The Devil, but that could just be the cover uh illness. I don't know. I think Eddie's the greatest American guitar player ever, and that includes Hendrix. I don't think anybody's played better, shredded better, or been more inventive on the guitar than Eddie Van Halen. And uh, I know he's a little nuts, so I don't know the Van Halen output. Well, the recorded output was wonderful with uh, both Roth and uh, Sammy Hagar, but uh, haven't played live much for years. But, uh, you know, one of the great bands ever and. I'm a big fan of Eddie's, as nutty as he is, and I, I hope he's okay. But, boy, it's starting to sound rather ominous. Staying with rock and roll, up next, from UFO. Their tour started Wednesday. They're in Pittsburgh, Jurgles, last Tuesday of the month. From UFO, it's drummer Andy Parker here on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. And his drink, smoked pot, figured if he showed up at rehab, wrecked. It gave him a better shot at getting most improved. The X at 105.9. 
are doing their final tour of America this month. It comes to Jurgles in Warrendale on the 29th. Joining me now is the group's drummer from UFO's prime time in the 70s and 80s, and still today, he is Andy Parker. Andy, when groups do a last tour, it's generally not the last tour, or it lasts for two or three years. Is this, <laughs> is yeah. this month really the last time we're going to see UFO in America? No. Um, I mean, this... Oh, man, how can I put this? This is the, the is probably the last time you'll see us in Pittsburgh. We have got some more shows booked for next next year, early next year, but um, just places that we're not doing on this on this run. So, um, but I yeah, I think it's definitely winding up. So, if you want to see the band, you better come out and see them because you may not get another chance. Well, how do you feel about that? Uh, you're an original member from 1968, and uh, this is the end of an amazing run. It must feel kind of strange to know that uh, UFO's days are numbered. Well, it, it is. It, it's it's a Kind of an odd feeling. I mean, as you know, I've been out of the band a couple of times and back in, so it's not quite the same for me. I mean, and I do understand Phil's done the whole 50 years, you know, and he's just, you know, you get to our age and the traveling is very grueling. And I think he just, um, you know, just didn't want to travel as much anymore. And, um, you know, and I do get that. Uh, so, you know, I think this is really what's behind it. Not that he's fed up with, with, playing or anything it's just that it's just it starts catching and we've lost we've lost a few people uh, over the last year or so and that does kind of hit you hard you know and it's kind of like you think well you know hey i maybe i should be spending more time at home so i i don't know i mean it's not done yet i mean as you know we lost paul earlier this year um and when neil came back neil carter who'd done three albums with the band in the 80s he came back and it kind of re-energized the band in a way. So Phil started then talking about, well, maybe we could, you know, do a little bit more here, a little bit more there. He's even talking about another album, which he'd, he'd said he wouldn't wouldn't do before. So um, it's kind of, you know, it's watch this space, really. Well, let's talk about Paul Raymond, the group's uh, longtime keyboard player and rhythm guitarist. He passed away in April. Uh, that was obviously devastating news. And to be honest, Andy, I, I wondered if you might not wrap it up upon hearing it. Well, you know, it was a huge shock to us. We'd just done like a five-week tour of the UK, a great tour, because, you know, that was that was uh, Slater as being our last tour there, and it probably will be. Um, we've got no plans to go and do that again, even though it's a different band now. So I, I'm not I'm not saying never, you know, but uh, as far as I know right now, we'd, we, you know, that was the last tour of the UK. So, um, you know, but that we saw no signs. I mean, he was fine. He did a great job, man. He was happy as, you know, as, as a clam at the end of it. And a week later, he was gone. So, you know, it, it was a huge shock. But obviously we had commitments and we felt that we had to, you know, carry on. And we were very, very lucky in getting Neil to come back because he's a fabulous guy. You know, he knows the band. He's, you know, he was with us, you know, three or four years back in the 80s. And, and he fit right in, man. He made it really easy for us. So, um, so you know, thanks, Neil. Well, let's talk about Phil Mogg. As you mentioned, he's been the singer in UFO for 50 years, every album, every concert. Uh, he's really been quite the driving force, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, right from the word go, you know, when I, I formed the band with him and Pete and, and Mick Bolton, he was always the guy, man. He drove the van, he collected the money, you know, it was just, it was, you know, it was fair. And, yeah, and, and I can see why, you know, I mean, it's a long time, 50 years, and I can see why he would want to wind it down. 
And much as you know, much as I will miss the plane and miss the camaraderie, I won't miss the travelling. I have to say, it does get you know, it it gets it gets really brutal sometimes. Now, was there any thought given to have any ex members jump up there for a song or two, like maybe in England, like uh, Michael Schenker or Pete Way? I'm not sure. I see the need, Andy, but I wonder if it was considered. No, um, it was never considered by the band. It was all over Facebook and other, you know, media stuff like that, and and even to the point where Michael was saying, "I'm not going to do it." Well, we didn't ever ask him, so <laughs> you know, you're going to go to wonder where this came from. But no, I think you know, uh, very bluntly, Phil put it, you know, the people that come to see UFO, UFO is this band, and that's it, you know. So I mean, I I have no idea of any plans. To put anyone out up on stage with us. Well, no, and I, I quite agree with that. I think uh, Vinnie Moore has done especially wonderful by the name, and so has Rob DeLuca. Yeah, and you know, and, and it does kind of get you know, under my skin a little bit when you still see people on on these Facebook pages and on the guestbook pages talking about Michael. <clears throat> you know, Michael hasn't been in the band for years. Vinnie's done a little more time in UFO than Michael ever did. And, you know, people, yeah, Michael was a great player, and that was a great time for UFO, but kind of get over it. Give Vinny a chance, man. I mean, he's a hell of a player, and he's a hell of a good guy. So, you know, um, you know, I just wish people would, you know, take him for, you know, for what it is and stop going on about Michael sometimes. We're talking to Andy Parker, drummer for UFO, here on 105.9 The X. UFO at Jurgles in Warrendale on the 29th. Uh, Andy, you have the most demanding job in the band physically. How have you been able to maintain your level of performance at 67? <laughs> uh, sheer willpower, Mark, uh, and a lot of sleep these days. Sleep, ibuprofen, and willpower. There you go. Well, what, <laughs> Perfect combination. Well, well, what will you do after UFO finishes up? What pursuits will take up your time after mm. that? Well, you know, I'm still, I've got a 14-year project of my house here that I've been dragging, you know, <laughs> uh, into the 21st century. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, it never seems to finish. I mean, I just spent this week, you know, right before I'm leaving, replacing a gate and a fence on the side of the house that I put there, you know, 14 years ago when we came here. But Texas weather being as brutal as it is, you know, that had kind of given up. So, um, you know, I got plenty of stuff to keep me busy. And I'm not saying that I won't, you know, still play. I mean, there's, there's plenty of local musicians and stuff. I just, you know, I haven't, you know, and, until it happens, I'm not really going to think about it. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I have plenty of stuff, um, you know, uh, other, other pursuits that I can, and like I say, in this house is a full-time job. And I have other, I have some rental property too, which keeps me busy. So, yeah, no, no, uh, no sitting around for me. Now, how <laughs> my wife laugh, my <laughs> wife laugh in the background. You know, I get a list of stuff that has to be completed before I leave. So, so that's why she's chuckling there. You know. Now, how do you think UFO will be remembered? I'm prejudiced because it's my favorite band, but I always feel like UFO never quite got its due. You know, it's, 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 that's an interesting thing, isn't it? We never quite broke that. You know, uh, broke into that mainstream thing, and a lot of um, of our kind of. Uh, Notoriety comes from other musicians. I found, you know, people that say, "Oh man, you guys were such an influence." Well, at the time, of course, we didn't realize we were influencing. You know, I, I don't suppose anybody really does, but um, that's a really nice legacy to have when you see other musicians or bands, you know, that you respect, saying that you know that they, uh, that, that you know that they, they um, that we were a big influence on them. So that's that's good. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we never really were a mainstream band. We were always a little bit, you know, under the radar. So. 
I guess that's how we'll be remembered. I mean, although saying that, you know, our fans are the, are the best fans in the world. I mean, they're such diehards, you know. I mean, there's, it's, I can't say enough about them. They still turn out now to come and see us, which is fabulous. Will this last run be nostalgic for you, Andy, or is it more a matter of living in the moment? Well, you know, I've always been a live-in-the-moment kind of guy. Um, and as I say, you know, when it is finally done and it sinks in, I'm sure, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll feel a twinge here and there. But until it is done, I, you know, I, I'm not even going there because, as I said, you know, Phil kind of changed his mind after we lost Paul and Neil came back in. And, you know, I mean, not, you know, not that there was anything wrong with the band with Paul in it, but it, it was just different, you know, with Neil. And I think in a way that kind of like G'd him up a little bit, you know, he was going, well, maybe we could, you know, could do a little bit more. So, um, we have a, we have a rock cruise out of, uh, Fort Lauderdale next, I think it's next February, March time. So we put some shows in around that on that, on that side of the, of the country, you know, just to, just to warm up and fill in, you know, places that we haven't played in a while. I think I saw Atlanta on there. I haven't been to Atlanta since the 70s that I can remember. So um, so that'll be good, you know. And I'm not saying that won't continue, you know, where we, where we might just do short runs of places that we hadn't quite got to because, I mean, if you are going to finish, you might as well let everyone get a chance to see the band, you know. So, I mean, like I said, you know, it's kind of watch this space and see what happens. When I saw the Rock and Roll Cruise news, Andy, I thought that UFO might be buried at sea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I had somebody the other day call me up and they were looking looking for a guest list, and they called it the Last Rights Tour. I mean, man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Last Orders, not Last Rights. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, hopefully not, Mark. Hopefully we'll make it back. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, boat person. I get real seasick, so... Um, I'm not particularly looking for. I'm looking forward to the play. I'm not particularly looking forward to being on the boat, but you know, I'm sure I'll manage. Here's a cliched question: How do you guys pick a set list at this point, or does the set list just kind of pick itself? No, I mean, I mean, and, and not uh, and not to put too fine a point on it. Uh, a lot of the songs now, the older songs, again, the point where. You know, they're in a range that maybe Phil doesn't feel comfortable with anymore. I guess, I mean, as you know, voices change as you get older. And, uh, you know, I actually, I almost, you know, lis listening to some of that old stuff, I kind of prefer his voice now in a way. It's, um, it's you know, he's got a bit more gravitas and it's just, it's, it's just seasoned. But that does make a difference. You know, we can we can change keys and stuff, but some some songs are just out of the question. So um, he pretty much tells us what he wants to do. I mean, I think on this on this tour there is a chance. But please don't hold me to this because things we get in rehearsals and things can change. But there's uh, there's um, there's been talk of bringing the writer off of mechanics into wow. the set on this one, and possibly. Uh, Fighting Man, which I'm not sure what album that's off of because I I don't remember recording it, so it's probably off an album that I wasn't on. But so uh, we have done it once before. So they're they're two that he's talking about bringing into the set. So um, you may or may not hear them depending on how he feels when we get to rehearsal. You know, it strikes me, Andy. All the years I've seen UFO, I've never seen you do a lengthy drum solo live like like the rest do. How, how come? Oh, excuse me, someone at the front door. That's, that's my. That's my, that's my. That's my welcoming committee going. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, I've never played a solo in my life, and I probably never will. It's just not my thing, man. I'm just, you know, um, my thing is playing with other musicians. I don't really want to go out there and show off. Um, and to be honest, I'd have a hard time doing it. So, so it, it's, you know, it's kind of like you won't see Charlie Watts do one. You probably never saw Phil Rudd play a drum solo. It's just, 
you know, I mean, it's just about being the band and not, you know, I mean, there are certain bands that showcase each mu musician, which is fine, but that's not where UFO's ever been, and it certainly isn't the way I like to play, so. Andy, this was Never brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for all the years in the music, and uh, we will see you soon out on tour. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mark. It's nice to talk to you again, and, and like I said, you know, please come down to Jurgles and see us, because it may be your last chance, so um, look forward to being in Pittsburgh. Will do. That's Andy Parker. I'm Mark Madden. UFO at Jurgles on the 29th, 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. All hail Finn. All hail Mark Madden. I think that says a lot about my integrity. I love it. I think it's great. Achtung, baby. The X at 105.9. Seeing him later tonight when UFO headlines the Haas of Blues here in fabulous Las Vegas. I got a VIP table, which has me elevated, place to sit, perfect view of the stage. Cost me a $300 upgrade, though. But I get $200 of that in food and drink, and since I'm going alone, that's a lot of Tito's and something, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, people say, well, don't you hate going to stuff like this alone? Who's going to fly out here to Vegas with me to go see UFO? Who's going to do that? Not too many people uh, in that category of uh, UFO. What's the word I'm looking for? Obsession. Also the name of their fifth album. Ask Mark anything. Let's go to Colin. Colin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Big fan, big fan. I was Thank wondering you. if you went to Hash House to Go-Go yet. Yes. Boy, everybody knows about Hash House to Go-Go. I got a call. Earlier in the week, I had the meatloaf breakfast. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Where's the best place you've ate at so far in Las Vegas? Going there in a week. I went to a place called Carbone last night with uh, the former Mr. Friday Afternoon. Carbone's the Italian restaurant in area, and it was the equivalent or better of any Italian restaurant I've ever been at. So try Carbone in the area. 412 yeah, there, there are so many great places out here, but when I'm seeing concerts, I don't like to get loaded up with food before I see the concerts, so uh, when I'm out here for concerts, I don't eat as well as I might, which is probably good given my weight and age. I just had unbelievable heartburn uh, today, and it just went away, as a matter of fact, right before the show started. Let's go to Dan and Scott Township. Dan, ask Mark anything. Double M, big fan, big fan. Thank you. Um, sorry to hear you're going to the show by yourself tonight. I have a few uh, connections in Las Vegas if you'd like some female co uh, company. Not to see UFO, but thank you for the call. <laughs> like, I don't have those same connections. That's one thing. Uh, Pittsburgh Dad Jr. will make fun of me because, oh, he's lonely, he's sad. First off, he, he shouldn't pretend to know me. He should reconcile with his mother and his brother and have a conversation with them before... He worries about what I'm thinking. But uh, I was an only child, single parent. You learn to be alone after a while. You like it. Different people want different things. Let's go to Mark and Slippery Rock. Mark, ask Mark anything. Mark, Mark, super genius. The best three American guitarists are Stevie Vai. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen is the best ever American guitarist. No, no, no. Stevie Vai, Buckethead, and then Lindsey Buckingham. That's the top three. None of them I were even see. close, but... 
Steve I just knocked off Eddie Van Halen. It's not great. Lindsey Buckingham. Well, you're kind of going your own way on that one. Get it? And Buckethead. I did like the Bucket of Chicken thing. But unless you can write songs, which Vi couldn't and Buckethead couldn't, unless you can write songs, your chops don't matter. Eddie Van Halen could write songs. Absolutely brilliant. Let's go to Zimmy in Scottsdale. Zimmy, ask Mark anything. Well, Mark, I agree with you. I don't think anybody's done anything uh, since Eddie Van Halen on guitar that's been so uh, devastatingly different. I don't know about that, but Eddie's great. Eddie's great. I I I give Lindsey Buckingham credit for being a good songwriter. I don't know about his chops as a guitar player. You could make an argument for Stevie Ray Vaughan. You could certainly make Absolutely. an argument for Jimi Hendrix. And that's a great thing about opinions and about music. Well, I didn't say greatest There's no right or wrong. There's no winners and losers. Hey, before you hang up on me, the UFO, uh, it's amazing. You've turned me on to that band. Did you ever hear of the Sensational Alex Harvey band or Kevin Ayers? Or yeah, uh, a couple Ayers guys who played for Sensational Alex Harvey were in Michael Schenker's original rhythm section in MSG exactly. when he split from UFO. Yeah, they're pretty good. Let's yep. go to Castro and Wilkinsburg. Castro, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Hey, Castro. I want to see if you checked out a place in Vegas called uh, District 1. It's a Pardon really me? good Vietnamese place. I want to see if you checked out a place in Vegas called District 1. It's a really good Vietnamese place. Really good what place? Vietnamese. No, no, I, I, I'm I, not a big Vietnamese food fan, but thank you for the call. I would think you would have figured out by now that my food tastes are pretty bad.